and I don't like it at all. But I just want to um, open the door to you and give you a personal invitation to allow the Holy Spirit to use you in a mighty way. We are seeing something brand new that is happening at Valley Community Church. We had great stuff before COVID. We did really well during COVID. But right now, God is reigning the kingdom of God all over us. Last night, I was up in my man cave, and I was studying and praying for you. And probably 25 to 30 times, I said, Lord, just reign the kingdom on our church. I drove in this morning. It was dry as can be at my home. When I arrived at the church, it had just rained. And it was wet. The parking lot was shiny wet. And I parked and I stood there for a moment and I said, thank you, Lord, that you answered my prayer. So I would like for you to virtually hold hands and virtually hold hands. If you're with your family, you can. And I want to pray not only for this evening, but I, I want to pray that the revelation of what God is doing will manifest in your heart, that you will see it in your spirit. And it won't be something that you, you're jumping around and, and trying to figure out what you're to do, what part you have in this. But I want to tell you, you have a huge part. You are Valley Community Church. For all those that are online, I want you to recognize that this is your church. You are hearing and growing in the Lord because of what is happening here. And you are experiencing something brand new. God is challenging some of you that are close by. And we have people that drive from 50 miles, 60 miles to come to church. And I challenge you to get in your car this evening and arrive here at 6 p.m. and enjoy what God is doing. Yes, we have our one service only. That's going to change but at 10 o'clock, and then we have our Spanish service at uh, 2.30. And if I'm wrong, tell me. I always forget that. And then at 6 o'clock in the evening, we begin a new day <clears throat> where God is raining his word all over us and join us. For all around the world that you are watching and you are learning and being discipled by us, I want you to recognize it's not just over valley. It's all over the world for those who choose to walk in kingdom lifestyle. And when you do that, you'll experience the very same things that we are here. To the church family, you're still holding hands because we are family. We are together. We are in unity. No longer there's dissension. No longer there is this opposite spirit that is wanting to rule people's minds at Valley Community Church, we love one another, we honor one another, and we will hold hands together as long as it's need be that everyone feels the same. And we are going to walk in a spiritual understanding of this. I'm prophetically speaking to us, and I'm not trying to be prophetic, but I am speaking to you what the Holy Spirit has been sharing with me. <clears throat> to all of those that are brand new with us, Maybe you've been with us a few days, a few weeks, a few months, maybe a year. 
you have experienced something brand new at Valley. And it's something very special. You have brought that with you. Because church begins in the home. Church begins in your marriage. Church begins in your relationships at home. And when we come to church, we are encouraged and we encourage one another because of what God is doing in us personally. My goal as your pastor, our goal as pastoral leadership and leaders of this church is to equip you for the work of your home, of your call. I'm excited. I've never been more excited today than I have been in all over 40 years of ministry. I have seen God do the miraculous. I've seen miracles. I've seen transformative things happen in churches. And right now, I'm more excited than I've ever been because you are doing something very unique and peculiar at Valley. Let's gather tonight. Let's celebrate uh, with Christina, with the, the kids, with Jack and Lisa, with the youth, with me in the sanctuary with the adults. It will expand to young adults. It will expand to many different facets of the family. But we are going to hit real strong tonight what God has said for us to do. Are you excited? Are you still holding hands virtually? All right. Father, thank you for family. Thank you for the word of the Lord that you gave us. Thank you, Lord, for all the pastoral leadership in this church, for the leaders who have not <clears throat> submitted to a person, but have submitted to God. And in that submission, we've come in agreement of the authorities that are placed in the body of Christ. We walk in that authoritative understanding of serving one another, we walk in that understanding when we are given a position that it's not to gloat over, but it's to gloat over others. It's to touch other lives. Lord, we are kingdom-minded people. Lord, as Roy has titled the men's ministries, kingdom-minded men, Lord, we are kingdom-minded church and a kingdom-minded family. And we give you honor for it. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you, Lord, for a restoration in the home. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have proclaimed over our homes and over our church. We receive it in Jesus' name. And now let your word just explode in our spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you, amen. We began a series a few weeks ago called Mysteries in the Kingdom of God. We talked about how Scripture tells us throughout the Old Testament about the mystery, and in the New Testament speaks of the mystery. Now, what the mystery means is not something that you will never know. The mystery is something that God hid in the past and now has revealed in the New Covenant. You and I are New Covenant people. We live in New Testament, New Covenant times. And because of that, the revelation is there for us to receive. This series is, I'm trying my goal, is to help you realize and understand what has been revealed. 
So we have taken specific topics that sometimes are confusing to people, sometimes are preached wrongly to the body of Christ, and there is confusion. And what I am trying to do is to take the Word of God, not, not Gary's personality, even though my personality is in it, but I am trying to bring you to the doorstep of the door of the kingdom of God that you would recognize the revelation that God gave, and I am a tool of the Holy Spirit to help you understand that. So today, we want to talk about walking in the supernatural. Walking in the supernatural. The moment I said supernatural, weird stuff came in your mind. And the supernatural of the kingdom of God is not, real, is not weird, it is real. It is something that God does. Miraculous lifestyle is a norm in the church. Healing is a norm in the church. Prosperity is a norm in the church. Today we hear on the news that there's going to be a new normal. No, there's not a new normal. We are still walking in kingdom realities, and the mysteries have been revealed, and the supernatural is real in your and my life, even if life tries to disprove it. Even though you've experienced things that are exact opposite of what supernatural has revealed. So we've been talking about seeing God's miraculous plan released in your life, in my life. Bottom line, here it is. We are asking God for the supernatural because he has promised it. And if you ask, he said he would give. Now again, tonight, family night. I want you to just, just solidify it in your heart and mind. This is about family on Sunday night. If you struggle with being in your family, if you struggle uh, being, uh, quote, liked at work or having struggle at work with other people. This is family night. It will break everything that is opposite of God's plan of family because we will bring you the word. We will have the fellowship. One day, as Terry said, by the way, I thank God she's back. And amen, amen. Can you give her a hand? Praise the Lord. She would be on the phone and say to me, I want to be home. I miss church. I miss the people. And then I said, well, did you miss me? Yeah. <laughs> you you got to be. <laughs> I needed that. For those that didn't hear that online, my wife really loves me. <laughs> it's going to be a Bible study for adults, for children, for youth. But let's talk about the new covenant, the mystery that has been revealed. Because if you only live your life in the natural realm, hear this very closely how I say it, how I wrote it down. Not the supernatural, you never get the full expression of God's heart. I'll say it again. 
If you only live your life in the natural realm, not the supernatural, you never get the full expression of God's heart. Notice I didn't say the full expression of what God will do for you. Because walking in the supernatural, you must understand God's heart. You must understand his will because his will is his heart. What's in his heart, he does. What's in his heart is his desire. That's what the word of God is. It's God's desire for you and for me. See, the supernatural must be an everyday lifestyle or an everyday living. It must be in your marriage. It must be in your ministry. It breaks my heart because remember we talked about authority. It breaks my heart sometimes when, when men and women get a call of God in their life and to be a pastor, teacher, whatever it would be in, in the church. Um, they have a tendency to be, begin to become cocky in their life. And what I'm talking about being cocky in their life is like there's, there's better than someone else. You know, when you get a position in a church, you become a servant to others. You serve others. That's what authority is. Jesus, who was all, came and gave of himself and served mankind. I need to be supernatural as a husband, as a, as a father, as a grandpa, as, as a person that works. Yes, I'm pastor of the church, but I also I work here. I should be the best. I should be the hardest worker. I should be the one that no one could ever question my passion to work hard at Valley Community Church. Why? Because I'm living in the supernatural. I'm living out God's heart. And God's heart is for me to do my best. Our purpose is not to get a one-time event either. It's amazing to me how many believers, and I say that word lightly, how many believers live their life and they, they do the normal stuff out of normal lifestyle and everything, go to the grocery store, eat their meals, all cook their meals, clean their house, all the stuff, and they never include any of that in the supernatural. They never do any of that with the heart of God. But when something happens that could be a crisis or whatever, then they want the supernatural. Then they get serious about reading the word. They get serious about praying. They get serious about coming to church. See, other than loving my family and loving God and spending time in the secret place, the greatest passion I have is to be with you. Is to be with my family, my church family. So our purpose is not to get a one-time event, but to live in the supernatural. So let me say it this way, that we are created in the image of God, that we sit in heavenly places, that we sit with God, we're joint heirs with Jesus, Jesus lived daily in the supernatural. So what does that mean? What does that mean to live in the supernatural? What does that mean to be a man or a woman that, that lives a normal lifestyle but is supernatural? That's what I want to do. That's the passion you should have 
is to live the lifestyle of the supernatural. So the only way to accomplish this goal really is to learn from Scripture or to look at supernatural events in the Bible. And notice I said to learn. I didn't say to just read um, more chapters to get more spiritual, even though you read more Word, you will grow, your faith will grow. It's a normal thing. That's what we teach you about journaling. But I'm talking about learning from the events and realize that these events We will see those that were thinking just one event or they live the supernatural lifestyle or they learned from their mistake and walked in the supernatural. In the book of John, chapter 2, by the way, the ladies will be studying the book of John, and the Lord led me to events in the book of John, but to take you through stories in the book of John to help all of us, especially you men, to kind of follow a little bit. I don't know what they're going to be teaching, what books they're going to be teaching, but the reality is I want us as a family to be whole. And I want you to recognize the importance of the book of John at Valley Community Church. My wife gets a word from the Lord every year for herself and the church. And in that word, the book of John was important. So I want to encourage every one of you to read the book of John many times this year because there's something God wants you to know. In John chapter 2, verse 3, it says, And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, What does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. It sounds like Mary was ticked at Jesus because the way he talked to her. I want you to understand, no, that was a very spiritual thing that Jesus said, and we'll cover that in the next few weeks. So Mary said, whatever he says to you, do it. Now, let's dig a little bit deeper and find out some really specific things that we can learn from these stories and walk in the supernatural. So in verse 4, Jesus says, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not come. So the question that I want to ask you, turning the water into wine, is this a life or death situation? It's a life situation. No, it's not a life and death situation. Now, also, I I want to just stop here, and I want you to see what the Lord is doing with me, your pastor. I am shaving away the rough edges of our walk with God at Valley Community Church. I'm shaving away every bit of religiosity, easy for me to say, from us. I'm shaving away past hurts or wrong doctrine that we've had from the past. So don't go there about saying wine, okay? Don't go there. Some in our church drink wine, some do not. Some don't believe it's of God, 
Some do. All right? I don't care. I don't really care. What I care about is anything in your life other than God shouldn't control you. If TV controls you, you know, the, the program you watch every day controls you, then you need to stop and shut it off. If wine controls you, stop. Amen. If gossip controls you, stop gossiping. Do you see what Scripture's talking about? And, and we have to get to that place where we don't read something in the Word of God and our mind goes to something religious. Our mind goes to something that's, you know, doctrinal and, and, and we, we can't really hear what God is saying. So this is a new season. It's raining. God is raining revelation in our lives. And we have to stop allowing the old stuff to keep us from hearing God. So the question is, why is it many times we wait for things to get to a crisis point before we take our concerns to Jesus? Because we think we can handle it. You know the greatest struggle we have when we mature in the Lord? is we get cocky in the Lord and we think we can handle everything. When we were first born again, we took everything to God. Didn't you? I mean, you know, you'd, you'd go to school or you'd go to work and, and you were trying to figure out lunch. You know, what you're going to make for lunch to take with you. And so you'd get on your knees, oh Lord, peanut butter and jelly or bologna? And now... Most everything in our life, we got this. I'm a faith guy. And what I, I'm seeing right here is the Lord is saying we need to shave off all that stuff, all the cockiness, and begin to go back to that time frame where we used to give everything to the Lord. Are you getting that? Yeah. See, the Lord wants to handle your situations now. Whatever the situation is today, so in many cases, it won't get to the situation that you're handling today. Why don't you give your concerns to the Lord? <laughs> what are you eating today? What store are you going to? Man, I pray about that. Lord, I, I need to get this. Where do I go? And I would wait sometimes and not go that day because I didn't hear where to go. You say, oh, you're just getting a little bit crazy, Pastor. I'm getting a lot crazy for Jesus. I want to walk in the supernatural. That's what we're learning. How do you walk in a daily supernatural lifestyle? So the question is, why do you think Mary gave this concern to Jesus? Because she knew, Mary knew, Jesus was able and willing to handle it. He was able and willing to handle it now. See, in this, this text, there are some key statements. So let's go over that, where I'm going to give you four keys of walking in the supernatural. It's not everything. I could speak to you forever of the Word of God, and there's so much God can give us. So the first key is you have to go to Jesus with everything that concerns you. It's not just life or death. 
you came in here regarding your kids, maybe, concerned about them. I know Jesus can handle that concern. You came in here regarding a job. I know God can handle that. I remember the day I really got concerned about my kids when they were young. They weren't doing anything wrong, so there wasn't anything that was making that. But there was a pressure in my heart, and that pressure was not because of stress or problem. The pressure was the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I got greater things for your kids than you can give them. I got greater things to give your kids that you could never give them. So if you will allow me to handle these thoughts that are in your head, then you're going to see your children sprout and grow and become everything that God's called, you to, called them to be. He said, give them to me, I'll handle it. You know how hard that is as a man? It's kind of like, dude, I'm the dad. I got this covered. And then the Lord lovingly said, um, no, you don't. You got covered in all this. Do you want your kids just to have what you can give? I have such greater plans for them. So give them to me. So I did. And I think, you know, God's done a pretty good job with them. Amen. You know, it used to be I, I couldn't brag on my kids at church because everyone said, oh, it's just his kid. You know, but your family now, you understand. You understand the pride I have for my family. You understand the love I have for my wife. And especially my grandchildren. They can never do anything wrong. <laughs> just kidding. And it so happened at that time frame when I began to really learn that. And it didn't take me five seconds to do that. It took me a lifestyle. It took me changing things in the way I thought and the way I spoke. And it took time for that to happen. So about a year later after that revelation and that conversation with the Lord, Ryan comes to me one day and he says, Dad, I want to back away from sports. You heard the story before. I want to back away from sports, and I want to play the guitar. I mean, that was like a dagger in my heart, you know. Sports? You're a Klaus. You play sports. He did play sports, but he grabbed the guitar, and you see what took place from that. And he gave him a beautiful wife that is multifaceted and talented in music also. See, God had a plan. My plan was him playing for the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> well, Jill came to me a little while after that and said, Dad, can we talk? And I said, sure. And she described her passion for ministry. And I released her to that. And I began to pray over that, and I began to pray that God would bring her someone that would release her to her ministry. Not that someone that she could come under and all that. No, she's a woman of God. She can do all things through Christ who strengthens her. Amen. And God gave her a call, and I began to pray that, and, and Peter came along. 
And now they are lead pastors in a church in Highland, Highlands Ranch, Colorado. This message isn't about bragging on my family. This message isn't about me talking about me. But this message is talking about you walking in the supernatural and having that relationship with God and walking in this keys, giving everything to God and allowing yourself to be in that no matter where you're at today. No matter how the enemies come in and ripped you off and has done things and right now you're facing such stress and struggle in your life, that can turn around. But you have to understand you got to give everything to the Lord. Now, don't get me wrong, they had a great mom, too. Terry was a great mom, still is. But I gave all my concern to Jesus before any crisis came about. Now, my kids aren't perfect. They had stuff. There were crises, I guess that's how you say it, crises in their life that they went through. But I knew God had it in control. And there came a day where they had to choose to do the same thing. They couldn't live on Terry's and my releasing to the Lord. They, they grew up. And they're, they're putting away, they put away childish things. And they began to live their life and make those decisions themselves. I have a supernatural family today. We're not perfect. It is supernatural because we take every issue to Jesus. Again, Jesus is the one that's perfect. So church family, we know God is able, but you must get the revelation in your spirit, Jesus is willing. Most people have faith that God is able. They don't have faith that God is willing. He is willing. Everything that the Word of God says, He's willing to do in your life. No matter where you came from, no matter what color your skin is, you are co-equal together at Valley Community Church. We are a family, co-equal. We walk in a power, an anointing of the Holy Spirit. God is willing to take care of the things you are facing. He's just waiting for you to ask Him and be willing to let him do what his heart is. Now, he's willing to take care of those life and death situations. He's willing to take care of that crisis. And he's willing to take care of the general concerns. Amen. He is wanting this to be a lifestyle, not a one-time event. So you have to learn everything give to the Lord. Let Jesus be a part of every area of your life. Allow him. It's called a supernatural plan. Any plan that God has for you is a supernatural plan. It's not normal. It's supernatural. In the kingdom of God, supernatural is normal. Now, we had a, just to give you an example, we had a dog named Sophia. She was a Cocker Spaniel. And we got her when we were in North Carolina. In North Carolina, our home uh, is in a cul-de-sac. And so we got to know all our neighbors. And so periodically, July 4th, whatever it would be, 
we would have a big barbecue, and we'd have about five to eight to ten barbecues, grills, in the cul-de-sac where our house was, and all the guys uh, would hang out and grill their hot dogs and hamburgers and steaks and pork chops and everything. And it was awesome, great fellowship. Well, during that time, Sophia would come out, and she, she's kind of like a little scared dog, and so she'd come out, and she'd sit by me while I was grilling, and all the people would come up to her and pet her, and she'd wag her little stubby tail. And then all of a sudden, about an hour later when we started, um, two of the bigger dogs from our neighbors down the street started running down, and all of a she's standing there, and she looks over and sees them, and my wife is sitting up by the porch of our house and uh, talking to others, and my dog, sad, my dog takes off running, you know, ar, ar, ar. you know, she's scared of these dogs, and basically jumps in Terry's lap, okay? And what I'm trying to say to you regarding Sophia is sometimes we only jump in God's lap when we're scared. The word tells us when we're scared, there's something we need to do, live out. We need to act on. We need to jump in God's lap when everything's perfect and enjoy the fellowship with our God and set with him and listen to him what he's saying. And you know what he'd be saying to you? I love you. I'm so proud of you. Oh, I saw you yesterday and what you did. That's so cool. What I do yesterday, I don't know what. He watches over us, but he wants us to jump in his lap to be intimate with him, to love him. See, our mental, uh, let me, the catchy part is you have to do what he says to do when you are sitting in his lap. Our mental capacity tries to figure God out. See, Mary, oh, just do whatever he says to do. No. She said, do what my son tells you to do because I know he can handle it. All right? And so the catchy part of this is when you are given everything to the Lord and you sit in his lap, we have a tendency to not do that, and because of that, we try to figure God out. We try to figure, well, what did he really say? Because I prayed five minutes ago, and I didn't get an answer. I prayed about these crises, and I didn't get an answer. So I need to figure this out. And sometimes some of you might think that God is partial. We think that God's just going to answer this for you and not this, but he answered this with your neighbor. God's just partial because there must have been something that you did wrong. That's why God's not going to do it. Wait a minute. That's not God's heart. When things don't happen, we think, what, what do we do wrong? God's not partial. The Bible tells us at times, 
We have to be patient. We have to wait on the Lord. And waiting on the Lord isn't kicking back in the lounge chair and waiting for him to do something. Waiting on the Lord is doing what you know to do. So that's why I'm saying, if you don't have an answer, do what you know to do. Make sure it's in line with the Word of God and what God had said to you before. It's amazing to me how so many people uh, uh, forget what God said before. And now they're waiting for something new. There's nothing new under the sun. God has the answer. Jesus is interested in spirit, soul, and body, so do what he says. Mary said, whatever he says, do. What's this is what Jesus said. And Mary didn't argue either with the statement. What statement didn't she argue with? It's not my hour. It's not my hour. Sounded like Jesus was saying, I ain't doing anything. It's not my time yet. It's going to be hard what I do. So I'm not doing anything for you now. Just suffer. And that's some Christians. That's the way they think. They just think, you know, evil's from the Lord. No evil comes from God. So in that process of giving everything to the Lord, don't question God when he is answering you. Just do it. Question God before you heard the answer. And once you hear the answer in the word of God or what he says to you that matches the word of God, then you act on it. Are you getting this? Okay, let's, let's continue. Did you recognize Mary didn't give any suggestions to Jesus too? I remember I used to do this because I went to Bible college. And I'd sit with my brothers and sisters who are part of the school. And we'd talk doctrine. And we would discuss doctrine. And then we would go to doctrine class and say, and point the fingers to each other and say, we were all wrong. Because we had a religious opinion on everything. The Lord told Abraham and Sarah he was going to give them a son. So when it didn't happen, immediately their mind began to wander. Saying, I wonder what God meant by that. And they said, maybe we ought to do this and do it a different way. I got it. And they had an Ishmael. Now, did you know that Ishmael means God listens? But Ishmael wasn't God's plan. Put your mind at rest and only do what God says to do. Just believe what God said. The reason why it works is because God said it. I know that went past you real quick. The reason why it works to do that is because God said it. So let me give you a secret. God's right. Did you know that? God's right. So the walls of my heart have been broken by having to be right. Because God's right. 
I don't have to be right anymore. Here's the second that we learn. We've been talking about it. Whatever Jesus says to do, just do it. And I'm not talking about Nike either. God will tell you what to do in every area of your life. I'm going to say that again. God will tell you what to do in every area of your life until he says to you in an area of your life, you know what to do, so do it. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you want to walk in the supernatural like Jesus did, do uh, and say what he said and did. It's called a life with God, a supernatural life. Church family, you can sit in my office, and there's a lot of things that I've learned, and I can teach you on that. I can disciple you. I can be a spiritual father. I can walk in the anointing that God's placed on me. And I know a lot, but I don't know all. Jesus does. The answer to all your situations, his name is Jesus. That's your answer. In Mark 5, verse 22 through 24, there's a story of Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And it says, And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at Jesus' feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went to him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Jesus was busy. He's never too busy for you. He went to Jesus, and is Jesus able and willing to do it? Yes. See, so what we find in the story, that Jairus did what we've been talking about. He went to Jesus, and Jesus began to work on the situation, all right? Here's the third thing that we need to learn, third key. You must believe what Jesus says. You must believe what Jesus says. So the question is, where did he, Jairus, get this belief? He either saw Jesus do it or heard from someone else who saw him do things like this, or he read somewhere from the Pentateuch or whatever about the healing power of God. But let me just say something and hear me straight out what I say. It doesn't matter where you get your information, TV, a book, a sermon, online, in the church, make sure it's the words of Jesus, not what someone says who has a nice haircut and a nice suit. Make sure it's the words of Jesus. Match everything said or what you see with Scripture. When you hear his words, you can take them, those words, to the bank. You can draw on them for the rest of your life. There are things that I learned, revelation I learned, Back in Indiana, back in 1982 through 85, that I still am withdrawing from that revelation. 
because it was the truth from God. And it's not religious, it's supernatural. The reason I walk in the supernatural is because I hear his voice. I work at it. I listen for it. And sometimes I don't like what he says because it brings correction. Deuteronomy 10, 17 says, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. Isn't that hilarious? Nor takes a bribe. Here's God who owns everything. What's he need a bribe for? In other words, it's talking about me. I can't earn his love. I can't earn his salvation. I can't earn the covenant. I receive and believe what he has given, and I walk in it. Acts 10.34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. See, God doesn't pick and choose who to answer or not. Hello? Well, he did there and here. This is what I experienced. God must not have liked me. Maybe I did something wrong. That is not walking in the supernatural. That is out of the flesh. So what we learn, go to Jesus with everything that concerns you. Second, Whatever Jesus says to do, what do we do? We do it. And the third, stay in belief of what God said is right or what answer he gives you. So matter of fact, Scripture says he has already done all he needs to do. (laughs) When you hear God, he's reminding you of what he already did in this covenant in the kingdom, in the supernatural life. It's a done deal. God is waiting on us to do what we learned in those three keys. Well, let's go back to the story of Jairus. In verse 35, it says, While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Now, I'm just going to take this a little bit out of context. But in Scripture, it teaches us this. How many times do you and I face things and it gets so bad, we give up on it? That thing you were believing for is dead. There's no way God can fix it. There's no way God can do this. It's just dead. I might as well just forget it, get over it, go on and live my life, and whatever happens, happens. That's not walking in the supernatural. Let's read on. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, but do what? 
Only believe. Well, the doctor said this. That's it. It's done. You don't understand. The doctor said it. And I love doctors. We have them sitting in our sanctuary today. They're called of God to do great work for the kingdom of God. Not for the world, for the kingdom of God. And the world experiences the blessing of the kingdom of God because of doctors and nurses and those that are in hospitals. Anybody have fear attack you? Anybody just one day fear just overwhelms you? I get attacked all the time. Spirit of fear wants to climb all over me sometimes. The answer to fear is what Jesus said, which is faith. Because Satan lies all the time. Jesus said, Jairus, don't be afraid. Believe. Only believe what? (laughs) The answer is Jesus said what he said, and he would do it. Jesus said what he said, and he would do it. See, circumstances are screaming at Jairus, and your circumstances are screaming at you today. What do I do? I don't know what to do. I'm scared. Yeah, fear's there, but it's a spirit. Believe what Jesus said and do what you know to do. See, Jesus can handle all. He can, he is willing, so just believe and do what he says. Jairus chose to believe Jesus and nothing else. Back to Mary. Did you notice Mary didn't suggest anything? And she also didn't try to help. And she didn't take it back and do it herself. Can you imagine Mary? One of the servants carrying the big old jar. What do you got there for? It's empty. Uh, Jesus said, go fill it. Go fill it. Really? Jesus, what's wrong with you? Let me handle it. No, there's something that you're doing and you feel empty. Do what God said to do. He will fill it with what he promised. He will do it. I got to say this. The Holy Spirit's just screaming at me. And he talks like me or he uses my personality. He just stinking loves you. And you got to get over the fact of the words of the enemy or people or friends or mom and dad, grandpa, grandma, that said wrong things to you that God doesn't love you. He stinking loves you. And it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, what you said, what you didn't say. He loves you because God is love. Nothing he can do without it being done by love. So she didn't try to help. She didn't take it back and do it herself. But the problem is, we know he is able, but not sure if he's willing. We got to get over that. You want to walk in the supernatural? You got to get over it. And those are the steps that I gave you to do this. Then, if it's not done in our time frame, 
we take it back and figure out another way, like Abraham and Sarah. So the conclusion is this. The Lord wants you to put the concern in his court and leave it, putting your mind at rest and take those keys that we talked about and just do it. It's raining. The Holy Spirit is moving in this place. The Spirit of God is wooing us to be closer to Him, wooing us to be more faithful, wooing us to love in a greater way, wooing us to give in a greater way. I'm not just talking about money, but I am talking about money. He's saying, if you haven't tithed, tithe, trust me. Give today. Get that envelope and tithe. Not on what you think you can give, but what God's plan is, 10% of your gross income. Be a person that, that forgives when other people don't. Be the first one to do it. Not wait till the third one does it. And when you do it and people, their actions or reactions to what you do prove to you it didn't work by what you see, Stop and realize God's in control of it. Don't depend on how other people react, but depend on your belief that Jesus said, I am able and I am willing. So just do it. Let's all stand. Oh, hallelujah. You know how many times I had to fight because I wanted to go all different directions in this? There's so much on this, the supernatural, the kingdom of God. That's what we're doing on family night. You're going to experience the supernatural. You're going to experience such amazing truths and revelations. And just family. And you know what's exciting to me? Is we are family, and tonight we'll gather the next night, the next night, the next Sunday night, next Sunday night, next Sunday night, as family. But we're going to make mistakes. We need to applaud that. Come on, let's applaud that. Your brother's going to come in once in a while. I'm not talking about this brother. But your brother's going to come in once in a while and be mean. Might say something that might hurt you. What do you do? You act on your belief system, and you forgive. Be the first one to forgive. And stop being so easily offended and grow. How many of you in your own home at times have disagreements? Have we ever had any disagreements, honey? Uh-huh. Yeah, we have. Okay. So that's, hey, we're real. Online, we're real. It's who we are. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Salvation, healing, revelation, the prosperity of God. We live in a kingdom lifestyle which is supernatural. Thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters. Blessings upon all that we have put our hands to because we have followed what you said. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Have a great day.
dark and all alone Growing comfortable Are you too scared to move and walk out of this tomb Buried under 